Welcome to Nerds of the Square Circle. We are a weekly podcast where we talk about and review the latest in wrestling news and events. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Sam Jericho. The dude with the headband. Can y'all just be next to the mic? Well, I, <laughs> we're sharing a mic, yeah, which cares? will be revealed later, but stop yeah. giving me a hard time. Do you want me to sit like this? Yeah, that's fine. We're pretty cute. Okay. It is cute. Uh, we are brought to you by the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Uh, make sure you go check out the other podcasts in the family, Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Future Flicks with William. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There'll be links to everything in the show notes page on SomewhatNerdy.com. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Uh, or whatever podcast app you're using, leave us a review and give us a thumbs up on the YouTube channel. How are y'all guys doing? Well, I want to welcome the dude with the headband back to the podcast. It's been a while, Phil. It has been three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Had a little craziness. Mardi Gras was down here. We all felt the waves, and it kind of kept me away a little bit longer than we expected. But I'm back, and uh, unfortunately, um, I'm no more the champion. Um, yeah, I you won. Fin- you finally won my one. first prediction ever. ever. Good job, Chris. Good and not job. only did we I knew win, you could do it. I almost sweeped it. Do, other than but two you know choices, what's crazy? So. That you know, usually we do predictions face to face, and we kind of feel each other out. And sometimes, you know, I've swayed you a couple times mm-hmm. in some conversations. You did yours blind. I did mine blind because I just I, I texted him into you guys. We have a little messenger. We do. It's bullshit that you got so much right. Too. Like I don't. It's because okay. I'm a champion. So I I've been making picks on pay per views since I can won. remember. So everyone expects me to have this great, and I'm like, well, he he would know. He'll he'll get it right. I got almost nothing right. No, you did. And the last show, I got nothing, nothing right. right. So you know, actually, after know. like the fourth one, the fourth match, I realized I was like, I can't lose, dude. Well, we get to the second, you know, second to last match, you won. Yeah. No matter what, because the way that the main events, we were kind of a roll on that. But if I would have been here, you know, I feel like I would have won again. Uh, unfortunately, I picked Goldberg to win because I knew that shit was going to happen. So, unfortunately, we're not going to talk about and spend too much time on this. Rest in peace, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Title reign. Uh, so go ahead and give me the belts. A new title reign will begin. There you go, Chris. You won't hold it for very long, but you know. All right, wait. I uh, so since you won finally, Chris, and you know this is just showing you you're doing something right so far. So okay. I got a little surprise for you. I was in Baton Rouge the other day in a comic book store, and I saw this item, and I was like, man. Chris would be gr- this is perfect for him as a prize for winning us. It's a, such a nice guy, and I bring you guys presents. Oh God! I like that you he reveals it in the moment. Like oh, this is not pre-planned. I have no idea what this is. I have no idea what's about to happen. So this is a oh my God. vintage. Oh my God. <laughs> vintage with WCW Jesus. tag World Championship Wrestling 1998 Goldberg Premier shirt. What size is it? It's a. It's a large, but you know, back in the day, large is like extra large. So that's all you, brother. I'm going to wear this. So, you know, we'll see some pictures later on, I'm sure, from oh that. God, but Jesus. look at that beauty, huh? So that's awesome. Thank You're welcome. you. <laughs> Very weird. I never I hope su- you didn't pay a lot of money for that. $10. I said, yo, bro, how much is the Goldberg shirt up there? And I was already talking to him for a while. So we got on a good page to start off. His name's Otto. And Hello, uh, Otto. He reached up and he's just like, ah, 10 bucks, huh? I was like, yeah, $10 I'll throw your way. So we're not going to talk too much about um, Fastlane from last week or the current product. I'm actually going to let Sam do the introduction of why we have a special event today. Ladies and gentlemen, from the greatest city on God's green earth, Chalmette, Louisiana. 
He is the patron saint of St. Bernard. He is the prince of Parish Road. Ladies and gentlemen, the Shalmatian sensation, Danny Flamingo. You know, he almost got it right. You did. You almost got it right. What was wrong? Boy, did I say Paris? Oh no! Oh, that that's one. That's one. That's one. Oh, two. So, so <laughs> let's 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 backtrack this again. All right, we're gonna okay. do this, and you're gonna do this right. Okay. Take two. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from the greatest damn city on the face of God's green earth, Chalmette, Louisiana. I am the Prince of Paris Road. I'm the patron saint of Saint Bernard. I. I am the Wildcat Revolution Champion, the Shalmatian Sensation, Danny Flamingo. You should probably write that down. Yeah, I'll write. I'll write it down. <laughs> I'll, I'll write it down. Beautiful thing. I was waiting for it. I, I really want. Okay, so I've been watching Wildcat for years now, and that whole introduction was one of my favorite things that I've ever. All wrestling, not Wildcat, any any wrestling altogether. One of the best intros ever. Did you come up with that? Did was that like a work in progress kind of like? I mean, like what? Like where does that come from? You know, it's some of the best things. You sit and you spitball with some of the guys, and uh, I tell you what, you got people like Hard Body Harper that mm-hmm. just sometimes gold rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I've told this story a million times, and I'm never gonna not gonna get this guy credit. We 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 trying to figure things out, and he's like, you know, you see this guy right here? It's the Prince of Parish Road. <laughs> He's a patron saint of St. Bernard. And I looked at him, I'm like, that's that's fantastic. Genius. I'm going to use it. And he's like, you should. And I'm like, I am. It's great. It's great. It took a little while for me to not have to bring out a piece of paper for them to remember how to say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked uh, when you guys started having uh, the show, because you guys have a weekly show now down here in uh, Louisiana, how uh, sometimes he's on commentary. And local guys get, you know, the Kenner accent and everything. You know, maybe somebody from out of town won't get it, but... When I watch it, that's to me, it's almost better than the match. It, it d- listen to a hard body Harper commentary is fantastic. It yeah. is great. Like if you watch the uh, if you watch the I Quit match between yeah. Jay Spade and myself yeah. online, you watch it online, you get the good Chris Harper. You get commentary. the good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you and look, watch it on obviously on on, on uh, WPL my fifty four. It's a different set of commentary, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, it is hilarious, oh, yeah. dude. Harper's the man. Well, Danny, well, glad to have you here. These guys put you over constantly pretty much in every podcast i don't know if you heard one of the podcasts we really before. do like almost every they talk about, talk about you almost every single podcast so well, i appreciate that very much yeah so so this is danny flamingo he is the revolution wildcat champion wildcat sports is a local promotion here uh in new orleans louisiana i've been going to wildcat for a couple years and like i said when i saw you you blew me away and i was working with the dude here i was like dude, you gotta you gotta see this guy you gotta check out this guy and i and i ran the whole promo down for him he was like I'm going to go to the next show. And the next show was the Revolution Rumble where you and Jay Spade had that, that was, I quit match. That was his, that was first, his first, first show. And then he was an instant, you know. Fanatic? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. By putting you on my top five current wrestlers, Wait. Maybe. Okay, so wait. I heard about this top five thing. Who else Who else is, is in this list? My current top five? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's but current it's, top five. Everybody on the podcast always does this. You give your ter- current top five wrestlers and your old school top five wrestlers yeah like legends you were his number one i think current current yeah five, uh current wrestler but who else who am i in that category with kevin owens no i didn't put kevin owens on there <laughs> i gotta i, I gotta research it but i know that you know, was like 15 okay well give me ago. give me one then 
Well, I now put Sabu in there, but they said that's legend. But like he he just wrestled Danny like two years ago. I mean, I would consider that legend. Yeah, I'm that's not gonna legend. Lie. I would yeah. consider that legend. I can't. I'm blanking right now. But I, I used um Kenny I used Omega. I used Kenny, Kenny Omega, Omega's one, and I used some people from like AAA in Mexico that I follow and uh, New Japan, and that's before Chris was on the New Japan bandwagon mm-hmm. right now. Before I start watching any independent wrestling, so Chris, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, good God. Don't Tell call, Danny Flamingo who your favorite wrestler is. Danny, he's, <laughs> he's already made fun of me about it already tonight. Uh, Roman Reigns oh my might God, be my you're number so one. Special. <laughs> you are so special. I was going to tell you you were pretty, but I don't want to insult pretty people. <laughs> so, you know, that's what we do. When Sam and I first did our uh, first podcast, we did our top five current wrestlers and top five legends. Do you have a little similar in your head, probably? Well, see, I'm going to be that guy that I, I you, we do current wrestlers. I'd probably have to list guys on the current product with WWE, not so much in the independent guys. Yeah, that's why um, that's most of them. I'm, you know, I'm going to be the one that's going to come up with something nobody thinks about just because I try to watch everything. I do now. Do we consider tag teams as one? Yeah, sure. we. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then I'm, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go Enzo and Kaz. Yeah, <laughs> Enzo and Kaz is great, bro. Like, just I, I, it doesn't matter. Once the music hits, I'm done. If they walk in a segment. That's that's love. Enzo and Kaz is great. I'm a big fan of um um Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Okay. Actually, like my last trial match, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler actually gave me some good feedback on my my performance. Um. Let me see. Who else can I say? Uh, I've always, I've always liked Sheamus. Um, just the, the 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 way he can go from being a big guy, the things he does as a big guy. He's huge. He is. He, I saw him at a live event, like outside signing autographs at the arena, and I was standing on a curb that was a foot high, and he was still towering over me. And I'm, I'm five eleven. Yeah, yeah. He's a, you're five eleven. I thought you're taller than that. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm right under six foot. Right. Uh, let's see. Two more. What we got? I, I know my 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 top top one, but I'm saving out for last. So my next one would probably, I would have to say, would probably be um, uh, Sasha Banks. That's a good answer. Sasha Banks pick. is man, like I'm, you know, a lot of these WWE girls, they have literally changed the landscape for female wrestling. When you can look at a chick and be like, all right, she just beat the shit out of that, that, you know, what I mean, like um, when Stephanie and uh and um the Bellas got into it. I remember mm-hmm. when Nikki turned on Brie. That was probably the stiffest forearm I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. And you talk about marking out, man. I am hooting and hollering at the TV for SummerSlam. I was excited by that. Now, my uh, my top, I'd have to say, for current. And um, it's not because he's champion, but it's because my first time at WWE representing Wildcat Sports, um, we were watching SmackDown, and we're in the back, standing up watching the show on the monitor with all the other superstars in the room. And um, show was over, so they started breaking everything down, everything, picking up chairs and whatnot. And from across the room, this man walks over, shakes each and every one of the extras' hands, introduces himself. We introduce ourselves, and he wishes us luck, and that was Bray Wyatt. That's awesome. By far, one of the nicest guys, and I didn't really have a conversation with him. But just mm. the fact, I, I watched him because I'm like, oh, hey, that's Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and he yeah. come from a cro- and it just wasn't a small room. I'm talking about like we're, we're backstage on a loading dock watching yeah. the show. <laughs> this dude walked specifically walked across the room to come shake all of our hands. We ain't nobody. That's really really cool. You know what I'm saying? We ain't nobody. He comes. He probably he comes from a good family. Well, and and what's funny is I remember being backstage and while they were doing um superstars, I think it was before SmackDown started, and IRS walked by me. Oh I'm really? Wow. Back, and I'm sitting back here and I'm like, man, I'm like, how. Because I'm a father. How proud 
Yeah, how do yeah. you how do you describe such pride that both of your sons? Not granted, let's face it, Bray's a little more successful than Bo yeah. because of the gimmick. You know, he does yeah. really well what he does. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt has got his stuff down, and it's like you you got a look. I look at IRS and I'm like, man, like I, I can only I can only imagine the pride that this man feels with both of his sons. Successful. Yeah. So successful. And the Wyatt family had just started to take off. You know yeah. what I mean? This was before the first split when everybody got injured. Yeah. You know? But those are my, my current guys. Now my legends. Mm-hmm. Here we my go. legends. I get excited about this. <laughs> so. I'm excited too. My number one. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> That's not a championship belt right there, buddy. All right. So my number one top of the list is absolutely The Undertaker. My uh, number two would have to be, and I'm going to use this correctly, when he was 23, 22 when he did this, The Giant. Okay. That was one of my favorite ones. I, know, I, I don't know if we consider him a legend, but, yeah, no, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. yeah. Um, Got to be, for sure, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Um, it, This is where I start to get, I start to get testy, because The Rock. And then, my fifth, I always have trouble with, because these guys, these last two guys, are by far the best at the time. And I feel if one of them, if he could actually still get in the ring, would still just completely crush it. But I have trouble with my last two being my last spot, but it's always a tie between HBK and Bret Hart. Yeah. Good they're, list. They're, 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 you know, they're so bonded with each other. It's it's, it's perfect HBK, for them to even be I mean, sharing a spot go right now. And, and I even have to do an honorable mention, which this ain't going to, I'm not looking at this from a, a standpoint of what he did in his personal life, but I'm talking about what he did in ring. Would be Chris Benoit. Yeah, I said the same thing. Yeah, uh, we we all are real big Benoit fans. I mean, I mean, obviously the other, the other yeah, shit out you know, of it. I mean, but in the ring stuff, he had a great physique. He just had that weird build. To I get him. when people that people great in the ring, you can't ignore what he did. Mm. But before that happened, he was a wrestler and he was mm. one of the greatest of all time. Mm. And it's hard to forget all of that because of, you know the stuff that happened. See, at Wildcat Sports, we do video study. Mm. And we all have matches we watch. And uh, one of the matches we watched was HBK versus Triple H versus mm-hmm. Chris Benoit. Great match, Man, actually. I, I had to watch it so many times because you, you get to watch it. And I'm, I'm, even being a professional wrestler, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, damn it. I was supposed to be watching for this and that. So, Danny, you just said you're a professional wrestler, right? Not a sports entertainer? I am a professional wrestler. That's right. Do you, so you're do you have a problem with the either one in the terminology? I don't. Yeah. I really don't. You think about it. If you will go back and watch... The early uh, WrestleManias and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Vince always said sports he entertainer. He was building it. He, was he building always that brand. and that's fine. That's fine. But you know what we were first? We were professional wrestlers. Right. Yeah. And you'll get guys like CM Punk and John Cena on WWE television, and they don't care. Mm-hmm. And they will flat out say, "I'm a professional wrestler. I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler." You know, there's guys at WWE. It's it's like WWE is an entertainment company. It just happens to feature professional wrestling. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I mean, you call yeah. me an entertainer. It's, I do. I entertain people. Most definitely. Absolutely. So just to get into uh, the people that maybe that don't know where you're from and everything like that. You're So you're from Chalmette. You wrestle for the local promotion out That's here. Right. Um, when did you get into wrestling eventually? Were you a fan young or, or like come later? Well, I, I was. I was a... I mean, I guess you'd say I liked it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew who the Macho Man was. I knew who Hulk Hogan was. I yeah. knew Andre the Giant was. You know, some of the other ones, Ricky Steamboat, you know, I knew and whatnot. I didn't watch it religiously like talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I was in middle school, I want to say, and uh, somebody was talking about Hulk Hogan was a bad guy. 
And I'm like, bullshit. Because me and you are the same age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about the same oh, thing to happen. Bullshit. Hulk Hogan is not a bad guy. And that, the guy's like, no, man, I'm telling you, uh, you got to put it on, on TNT. Uh, let's see. TBS was 21. So 34. Mm-hmm. Channel 34. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I remember that. Um, Cox, Cox Cable. Yeah, yeah Cox yeah, Cable. Yeah, it was. Yep, because Thunder came on. It was TBS. It was 21. So it was like, all right. It's like, man, look, you got to watch Nitro, dude. Watch Nitro. Like, okay, no problem. And I remember watching him come out in all black with a black beard, blonde hair, and spray paint on a championship belt. Now, put it to you this way. I had never seen a WCW title mm-hmm. at this point. I had no idea. So that's your first introduction to it. That was my real introduction, that's I awesome. feel. Yeah. And I'm okay. looking, I'm like, this guy just defaced this t- this championship belt. And again, like I said, it, the, the idea of it, I didn't understand anything. I just started watching it. But I'm like, oh my God, that is a big, beautiful belt. And that guy is the champion. And he just spray painted that. D-. I mean, like, what? But that was my... That was my, and that was it. I was hooked every every Monday night. That's what it did. Watch Raw. I mean, did, watch. Listen to me. Watch Nitro. When did you want to become a wrestler? So let me see. I would probably say I started watching that. It was probably that that was my sixth grade year because it was the summer '96 that mm-hmm. they yeah, formed. Sure was. Yep. So I would so say you were 13, 14. Uh, something like I would say it was that summer. It was the the. I went to school. I was I was watching it in school, and in that summer, the summer the summer ninety seven probably mm. is when I was like, okay, I want to be a professional wrestler. It's probably the summer ninety seven. So you can do the math. I don't know how old I was. I get hit in the head a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is, you know what? Nobody's ever asked me that. Really? Nobody's asked me to be that specific on where yeah. did it happen. But that's exactly what it was. It was probably ninety seven because I started watching it in ninety six. It was ninety seven. I was like, I want to be a professional wrestler, and I could see myself. I could see myself as a champion, and it wasn't until because at first I couldn't stand WWE. I didn't mm-hmm. want it WWF. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. it was all WCW. Yeah, I was yeah. all WCW too. I all was a WCW. Steam guy, so like I constantly watched it. And my dad would tape WWF, and then the next day we would watch Raw uh, with my dad and everything like that. So, I, but I, we were always watching WCW. It was the mm-hmm. only pay per views we got too when we were younger. You got to think about it. It was different. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, what I mean, and and you know what? This is all stuff that we all said before Eric Bischoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did his documentaries and also the junk because I mean they didn't have patterns on the floor, mm-hmm. you know they didn't they had real characters. It felt real. It felt you adult. Know, it did. You yeah. know, it, I can't I can't tell you. I mean, you think about it. How many times you shut it when you heard the NWO's music hit mm-hmm. in the middle of a match? And how yeah. long How long did it take the NWO get to the ring? It seemed like it took hours. Forever, just, man. It drew it to where it built up to like a normal match would. You tell a story in the ring, but they were telling the story just walking to the ring. Like they didn't even have to wrestle. It like was Goldberg. great. Yeah. Well, excuse me? Like Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to ask you too, Danny. Like when I when I was around the same time I was watching wrestling, I spent summers with my uncle in New Orleans. And I told the story before in the podcast how my uncle and I would flip-flop. We would just pre-channel, just go back and forth from WCW to WWF. But we'd stay more in WCW always because my uncle grew up watching Mid-South. And they were more, it was more like tournament style. You know, it made more sense storyline-wise mm-hmm. and who wins this, that, and the other. But I like WWF because I like Doink and I like the silly characters like that. But he, one night, I don't know how he came across it, but we would watch ECW at midnight on Cox Cox 10. That's what it was. Was it 10 or was it, was it 23? Why is 23 sticking out of my head for some reason? But 10 I, makes sense. I feel like it was 10 because it was okay. like one of the lower channels. And the first time I watched I don't remember any of the matches or anything, but I remember looking to him like, was that real? It okay. wasn't It wasn't barbed wire or anything like that. It was just like totally different way the camera was filmed, the way the crowd was. Um, just the way the referee just kind of let things go. And I was just like, we need to watch this. And I'd go to school after summer, you know, watching, you know, a month of this stuff. 
And I'd tell my friends, you know, they'd be chatting about WCW, WWF. And I would say, yeah, did you see ECW? Like, what's that? It's Extreme Championship Wrestling. They had, didn't have a clue. Then it came to Chalmette. I don't know if it was in Chalmette or it Homa. It was at the St. Bernard Civic Center. I nice. was there. My friend, I told him about it. So, you know, we were trying to, like, figure out whatever. And his dad heard from some buddies at Bow Brothers that, you know, that the show was coming down. So he took his son, but didn't take me, the one that was, like, the super ECW fan. Took him to the show. Came back with a Taz shirt. And I hated Taz. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> and I took that Taz shirt and borrowed it. And I kept it forever. Nice. Just because I was just like, that's for not taking me. That guy taking his taking his son instead of his son's Hell best friend yeah. to the wrestling show. But that's like the that's nerd. how I am with you know. And I would also buy the almanacs every year, the wrestling almanac. I had I had several of those, and I, I always thought it was cool because I'm like, wait, Jimmy Superfly Snook was the first ECW champion. It intrigued me. Like, wow, I'd try to go back in history, and I wouldn't call it like I was like a nerd because there wasn't terms that people knew about. Nerd's fine. I don't like being called a nerd, though, because uh, he's on a, a podcast called Nerds of the Square Circle. Yeah, what's funny is, is it, it's acceptable to be a nerd nowadays. Yeah, yeah it's, it not, it's not an insult. It's the whole branding of the, the the company you work for now. You know that, right? Yeah. So were you upset when WCW folded? Like, did you stay a fan or did you go to the Attitude Era back to WWF? Or So so eventually you, you had, you know, the ratings, were, it was back and forth. Like, yeah. I did the same thing like y'all. I flipped channels like everybody else. I remember it was Disco Inferno and um whoever the other clean cut guy was, I can't remember. He tried dancing with Disco. Alex Wright. Alex Wright. Yeah. Every time they wrestled, I changed the channel. Or Norman <laughs> Smiley. I'm sorry because I know Norman if I'd, Smiley. Yeah, I know if I'd meet them guys now because I understand it. As yeah, a kid, yeah. You know, I didn't get it, but now I understand it. But it's like back then I changed that always, and I'd go to go watch WWF. But for the longest time I was against it. But it was for me WWF didn't start making a stank for me. Until I um I would flip back and forth, but wouldn't really pay too much attention to WWF. And one day I clicked over, and when I clicked over, Undertaker was coming out, mm-hmm. and I literally clicked over when the dong hit. Yeah, and I'm was like, that the first time you seen him? Yeah, yeah. I knew who he was, right, but I had right, never right. seen his ring like entrance. Toys or something I saw like toys. That. I saw yeah. pictures. I've seen a video of the tombstone, mm-hmm. but I never because I saw. Excuse me. I saw a highlight video, but I had never seen his ring entrance. Yeah, and this might have been the second time I was watching Raw. Because I'd always forget it was on. Mm-hmm. I was so immersed in WCW. Mm-hmm. When a commercial came, you went ran to the bathroom. You went grab your something to eat so you didn't miss nothing. Well, I flipped over and take is coming out. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. They kept on calling mm-hmm. him a phenom, the phenom. Mm-hmm. And I knew WWE had characters. And that was fine because he was going to wrestle Sid Vicious. Okay. And yeah. I heard Sid's music. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, all right, this is something I can get with. And then eventually you had Ahmed Johnson. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, he was from Pearl River, Mississippi. That's yeah, right. I you know, his theme song. He is. I loved his theme song, Dude. the Pearl River Plunge. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved his finisher. <laughs> and then you had like the Nation of Domination, yeah. which again, in retrospect, now that I'm old, I didn't understand the Nation yeah. of Domination. Now I get it, but I thought it was cool because they were an. N- I thought it was an NWO kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed how they just came out, and just took over the ring. I thought it was great. The militaristic part of it, I enjoyed. You know, again, I didn't understand, you know, Nation of Domination. Mm-hmm. I didn't get all that at the time. When you're a kid, you don't see color. Yeah. You know, you, that's something that you're, you're taught as you get older. It's not something that you're born with. Right. So, I mean, but I, I enjoyed, like, Goldust. Goldust was great. And then Marlena come out wearing had next to nothing. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, so smoking a big cigar. It right. So for <laughs> me, it went to it went to I was all WCW, all WCW is great. NWO, NWO, and I started falling off pretty much when everybody else fell off. You it's got to be like the age thing too. As we were getting older and the mature, we thing were figuring the, it yeah, out. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I mean, you look at it. Vince wants to forget about all these things that he did in the Attitude Era. I know it's crazy when. I'm surprised during they're the, even on the network. During the Attitude Seriously, Era. I'm not. I'm not yeah, it I'm wasn't not. the Attitude Era during the Attitude Era. Right, it was right, just right. WWF. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it, like it gets far enough away from where they're like, that's how we used to do stuff. It's like, well, at a time, it was just how everybody did everything. Mm. So it's weird. To the, the, it's the know. 90s. You're always thinking that, like, well, extreme. You know, like the 90s, this kind of thing. Like you look at it. In, world, in, in the 40s, they didn't call World War II World War II. They didn't. We were at war. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like with ECW. ECW was just, man, like, to this day, you look at the crowds. NXT might be the closest thing to that. Most definitely. But when you look yeah. at the crowds in ECW arena, like you were saying, yeah. you, you don't, you know, that kind of vibe, you, it's hard to duplicate. And on the network, you can see how it's built. You know, at the beginning of it, you know, the early 90s when it was Easter Championship Wrestling. These are all my um, ECW moments. I have these, Danny. When I talk about ECW, they do a ding. <laughs> Every time he says ECW, there's a, a ding. Go ahead. So, it's a matter of, you know, it, it, it was built just like NXT. I didn't watch NXT from the beginning. I saw it when it was kind of lower on TV, on, on the network. And then um, Sam would talk about it more and more like, dude, you got to watch this guy. You got to watch this guy. And it, you, you get that feel because it's the same crowd in the same area all the time, kind of like Wildcat's doing right now. Mm-hmm. But I was going to go back to the ECW, how the crowd started out like... Where's the ding? <laughs> oh, that's right there. Oh, it's in post. <laughs> oh, it's in post. <laughs> <laughs> but the ECW crowd started out as, it started out as um, families with kids. And then it would go into just like the kids got a little bit older and they stayed with it. And it would just be the dads or it would be the dad's brothers and uncles. And there was no girls. And if it was a girl, she wanted beer thrown on her by the Sandman. And he was just – it was it was a it was a thing of beauty, I think. So wait a minute. You say that right there. At the St. Bernard Civic Center at the ECW show, one, I still have the paper flyer with no Sandman, the triple threat, and um and Taz on the, co- on the wow. front of it. But when Sandman did his, his entrance – I was right behind him, got beer oh, all wow. over Ooh. me. And I was trying to catch that beer can, man. I would have that still even still. through Katrina, I would still have that beer can. I did not the guy next to me got it. But I mean I was covered, covered in beer. I remember coming home. My mom was like 13, 14, I guess 13, 14, I don't even remember. My mom was like, Why do you smell like beer? Because the Sandman drenched me in beer. That's why I smell like beer. And he, and he came out sure, to enter. Danny, sure, sure. Right? <laughs> he came out to enter the Sandman. So it was just like, that so time, great. that was just like, holy crap. Metallica. Somebody's coming out to Metallica. And he would come out slow, finish a six pack, and he'd pull out the pack of cigarettes. He didn't get to the cigarettes yet. And when he first started, do you know what his gimmick was before? He was called Sandman because he came out in a board suit, body glove. I didn't know that. Yeah, when he started out, he actually started out in USWA in Memphis with Jerry Lawler. Uh-huh. And he had that Sandman gimmick, the flat top blonde hair. There's a there's a little promo video of him from back in the day, like the original one, and it has the um, Billy Joel tough tough guy or tough shot song, and it's 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 like his video package. And when he started out in Easter Championship Wrestling, that was his gimmick for a little while. And I, I haven't watched enough to see where the change was, where woman was with him and would light his cigarette mm-hmm. and would go on from there. But the earlier stuff, when they, you have Dean Malenko and you mentioned Chris Benoit earlier. Too Cold Scorpio, all those guys, they created cruiserweights in the America. And those matches, I've told Chris and, and Sam to go back and watch them. Those matches are still better than most of the matches you see today. Because they would be wrestling in farm, like, um, state fairs and all sometimes. And it'll be raining outside. And Dean Malenko, you know, stone-faced, throwing these crazy moves out of nowhere and just 
Beautiful. I'm what sorry. I'm, I'm I'm going what off of ECW. The, right? uh, what is it? The um the uh, first pay per view they ever did. Barely, Bare, legal. barely legal. Yeah. yeah. And was it? It was it, the opening match was Bam Bam Bigelow versus Taz. Was it or something like that? Oh, whatever they had wrestled. And I remember Bam Bam had power bomb Taz, and Taz no solo. Got him, got right up in his face. I'm like, oh my god, Taz bro, was stone cold back then, bro. That's a pay per view. What you doing? What? <laughs> I needless to say, I didn't because I was watching it on a network. I had never seen it before. And I, yeah, but yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch this entire pay per view. So, okay, so we're all obviously fans. You, you know, it's great to hear that you're such a big fan. When does becoming a fan, like, when do you start going? I want to really get serious about becoming a professional wrestler. Like, how old were you? Were you like an athlete in school or anything like that, or did you just like was it just about wrestling? I was How did always, that start? I was always the guy that was just too small to be on a football team. Yeah, and then when I got my good tryout, I I I got beat by literally by a few points. That mm-hmm. I was that guy got picked, and I was right behind him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if yeah. he if his leg had been broke, I'd have been in kind yeah. of thing. Same <laughs> thing with the baseball, football, basketball, all that. Well, when I was in Chama Middle, we had a wrestling team. Wrestling team okay. didn't cut nobody. Okay. All you yeah. had to do was show up. All you had to do was try. All you had to have was heart. That's all you had to have. They didn't cut nobody. So I wrestled. Did collegiate wrestling. I didn't do bad. I had a lot of bronze. Where where where, where were you uh, wrestling? College I wrestled for, wrestled for Shamit Middle. Okay. And they. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I wrestled. Right. I wrestled. Uh, what I wrestled? I wrestled one twenty, one twenty five. Okay. It was my weight class. And I remember there was um we were doing a tournament, and uh, the winners of the tournament got to go to state finals in Indiana. And we were driving, but you had to win this tournament. We hosted the tournament. And uh I remember I'm sitting there, I'm trying to cut weight, man. I needed yeah. I needed two more pounds. I was I was one I wanna say I was one twenty seven okay. and I had to get down to one twenty five. And I'm going, ain't nothing. I mean, I'm 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 a I'm a kid, so there ain't much left to lose. Yeah. <laughs> My metabolism is as good as it's going. And coach is like, It's not gonna happen, bro, it's not gonna happen. And I was like, All right, we'll see you the next day. So the next day weigh ins come in and I'm 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 a pound off, man. Like I'm right there. And uh this guy weighs in ahead of me, and he weighs in. He's one twenty one. Uh, he's one. He was one thirty, something like that. One twenty eight. And uh, coach is like, I go in, I weigh in, and again, I'm like a pound off, and I'm going back out to run, put trash back on. He's like, why, why, Danny, why you, why, why do you want to lose this extra pound? I was like, what that guy weighed in over there? So he's one twenty eight. That's why I don't want to weigh in at one. That's why I don't. That's why I'm going yeah. back out there because I don't want to <laughs> wrestle that dude. I don't want. And he was jacked. Because, I yeah. mean, again, I'm in middle school and I'm wrestling high schoolers because we weigh the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was tall. So, we weigh the same. I mean, granted, this guy, this dude's got two years on me. He's got more hair on his balls than I do. Yeah. So, I mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> Let me drop the extra pound. And sure enough, I won. And I went to I went to nationals. So, I mean, for me, watching professional wrestling got me into collegiate wrestling. And, again, it was great. But as a collegiate wrestler, I can tell you right now, and I'm, most people will agree with me, you, a wrestler is always going to beat a boxer. Because mm-hmm. that's their only skill. I mean, more or less. But then you got you got a football player and a and a wrestler. Uh, you know, I I don't get a break in between downs. You can't swap me out with somebody. Yeah. I'm in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, there's something I'm gonna look for on my phone while y'all talking, but it's, it affiliates with that. I haven't posted it on my social media yet, but I'm I'm still um a member of like Andrew Jackson Wrestling oh, Club wow. and everything. Okay. So I mean, I I I'm on their Facebook page, so I get all the good posts. And this is one I haven't posted yet, but I'm gonna post it tonight. So that way, when we air the show, they'll get to see it. But okay, that's awesome. That's man. awesome. Yeah, so I mean, awesome, it, yeah. it, they were hand in hand because, like, my coach always I always got in trouble. It was me and a buddy of mine, William Caroline. 
And we always, in between practicing our single legs and our double legs, our ankle picks, we always hitting each other with clubs and chopping each other and slipping in a, uh, a figure four leg lock. I can't tell you how many uh, how many laps and how many push-ups I did because it was always, oh, you ain't going to do that bull my, my practice. Um, before we start getting into your like uh, the Wildcat stuff, um, let's go ahead and take a break, uh, hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come right back with it. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy fucking language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, the fuck did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of Shut the fuck up! How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that, a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And we're back with uh, Danny Flamingo. Tell us a little about Wildcat, how you started there, when did you start there, how you started training and everything. It, uh, I, went to a, I went to a UWF show in the St. Bernard Civic Center. And as a kid, I went to all of the shows. It took me a month, two months to save up the $12 to get a ticket to get mm. into this place. Parents ain't my mama didn't have no money, nothing, no single, single mother household. So if I wanted to go to a wrestling show, I had to hustle it. So I went and hustled my tickets mm-hmm. and got my money and, you know, bought my ticket. And, uh, so it was coming back and I'm like, oh man, I hadn't seen these guys in forever. Let me go check them out. And, uh, I, my old, brought my oldest daughter at the time. I it was just my daughter, my oldest. And then, uh, my, you know, my family and everything and we're going and, uh, I'm watching it and there was laughingly, there was two promotions because I'm, you know, I'm kind of biased. I happen to be the Wildcat Revolution champion in case you didn't know that. All right. So, uh, there was, there was laughingly two promotions. Um, and I grabbed a Wildcat card and I talked to one of the guys that was with the show. I'm not going to drop no names, but, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I got this card for this school. He's like, yeah, bro, you don't want to train with them. Don't worry about it. 
He's like, he's like, you train with these guys. Now, keep in mind, one thing I didn't tell you guys, you asked about when, you know, when I got into professional, when I knew I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I was in middle school and I paid $400 deposit as a teenager. I saved up $400 and gave it. I'm not going to say any names. He was a UWF guy. Okay. His wife was my teacher at Shelmet Middle. Oh, wow. Okay. Gave him $400 of training and I never got trained. What? Never got trained on him or on you. Like you never saw him again, I, or I, like well, I, I knew who he. I, like I, I was friends with his wife. Like okay, I, yeah. I, I, she was my teacher. So I mean, like it just one thing happened, and every time I asked about training, he's like, "Oh, we're gonna try and do it this day. We're gonna try to do it that yeah, day." Yeah, And it. again, I didn't know that literally two and a half blocks away from my house there was a professional wrestling ring in somebody's backyard, and that's where they were training. Mm-hmm. And then they would bring the ring to the St. Paul Civic Center, and they would work in the ring. So I'm like. I, at a young age, I was ready to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I committed $400. When you're a teenager, you get that's $400. That's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. That's a lot Even of money. Yeah, as, no, as, no, as adult, that's, right that's now. a lot of money, a lot of money right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, it, it's going to be strippers and coke if I'm going to spend $400. <laughs> well, especially for no return. You, you don't just hang, give someone $400. And that's what I did. Here, take this. That's what I go. did. No receipt, no nothing. Here, here you go. All right. So. For a dream. I, exactly. Exactly. So I'll go to this UWF show, no problem. And I find out about a Wildcat show. So I'm like, okay, I'll go check these Wildcat guys out. So it was on the West Bank, and um, it was a fatal four-way match. And uh, I know uh, Lancey, Lancey and Steve Anthony went, and I can't remember the other two guys. Um, but I'm watching these dudes in my first Wildcat show. And I had read on the, the website, it was starting, classes were going to start in June. So I go walk over, just so happens Luke Hawks is at the table. So I, obviously he's a professional wrestler, he's in his gear and everything. And I'm like, hey, I want to ask about school. And he's like, you know, I was like, what are the requirements? And I'd read that, you know, when you go to like book T school, I don't know how they do it now, but at other mm-hmm. schools, you had to do a tryout. Mm-hmm. You paid your money for a tryout. And if they didn't like you, then you SOL. Thanks Out for the money. Thanks for your contribution. So that's why I asked Hawks. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you know, what are your requirements? So, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, I need, I need heart, people with heart. And I laughed at him and he gave me a smart, like a, a look, like you, know, you laughing. He's like, but I'm serious. He's like, no, he's like, I need people with heart. He's like, you come, you got heart. I'll take care of the rest. And I'm like, all right, no problem. So I look at him. I was like, Hey, so classes start in June. I read. And he's like, he's like, where did you read that at? And I'm like the website. He's like, no, no, no. This was a Saturday at the show. He's like, classes start on Tuesday. I'm like, what? This Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> this Tuesday. He's like, yeah, Tuesday. I'm like, son of a bitch. So, okay, no problem. So I go, I check out the first practice. It was, it was, it was the training regimen. I say practice, but you're going through, uh, you're going through conditioning. You're running, you push ups, yeah. sit ups, lunges, bad crawls, crab walks. And, uh, they sitting there and they're like, I'm, I'm like, okay, what's well, nothing? I'm, you know, I'm a collegiate wrestler. This ain't <laughs> nothing new to me. All right. I got this. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I was not in shape at the least bit at all. Ain't worked out in a few oh, years. Oh my yeah. goodness, man. I couldn't even tell you where the gym was at. And, uh, so I come back Thursday. I pay my, and I remember telling my wife, I'm like, I'll be damned if I let something like money stop me. I was like, can we get the $500 deposit? She's like, yeah. It was like, it's $250 a month minimum. She's like, I don't know if we got that in the budget. I was like, make it happen. <laughs> She's like, all right. Make it me. happen. She's like, let me play with the numbers. So literally, I came back Tuesday. Her and I talked for like two and a half hours mm-hmm. solid. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, she fig- she got the passion. She's like, all right. And then it took another day or so. And I was like, we're going to, she's like, all right. She's like, I can do it. She's like, it's going to be tight. She's like, but we can do it. I was like, all right, game on. Did the $500, went in. And I mean, pretty much like I said, the rest is history. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, I tell people that they are their worst enemy. You look in the mirror, any of my trainees that have ever come through this school, I will stand in front of the mirror and be like, you are what stops you. 
You know, but I mean that that's for me, that was my that was my introduction to Wildcat. And laughingly, the guy at the UWF shows, you don't want to train with them. Really? <laughs> UWF at the time was years ago. UWF was like, Yeah, we're gonna be back in two months. And yeah. two years later, I'm like, Hey, yeah, where you know, at? Yeah. And I didn't know for that show, for that show you had Socorro was a referee. Oh wow. And Hardbody Harper was a referee in the main event. Now to make it even better, I don't know if anybody went to that show, but uh some of the guys that I work with now that I train with, they remember this. But um in the sea of boys, little boys slapping hands over the barricades, there's this little girl. Dirty blonde, only girl, all the boys, she's slapping hands. Well, Rosie was wrestling Orlando Jordan in the main event. Okay. Rosie's the baby face. When he comes around, he stops and he sees all of these kids. He sees that one little girl literally in the middle. So he picks this little girl up over the barricade, takes his mask off, puts his mask on her, makes a security guard get up. He sits down and he looks at this little girl and says, go get in a ring. Orlando Jordan was already in a ring. He says, go get in a ring. Now, first of all, that was my daughter. <laughs> wow. Second of all, wow. three months before that, we went to a TNA show and we met Orlando Jordan and took a oh, picture with him. Oh, no. So and she knows him already. I am standing <laughs> on my chair, losing my s***. Get in the ring. Get in the ring. I am yelling at the top of her lung, my lungs. I have a headache now. I am, I'm, <laughs> I am hoarse. I am screaming. Get in the ring. Get in the ring. She wouldn't do it. She was terrified. Oh, wow. She come back over the barricade. She's like, Daddy, did you see me? Yeah, I saw you, you adopted <laughs> bastard. You were supposed to get in a f***ing ring. Oh, I was hot. Oh, I was hot. I looked at her. I was like, you're going to walk home. You're going to walk. Daddy, did you see me? Yeah, I saw you, little heifer. You're going to walk home now. <laughs> you know, I was so hot. And I even looked at her. I was like, you know what he was going to do? You know, I'm going to tell you what he was going to do. What was he going to do, Daddy? You were going to get in the ring, and he was going to run away. How you know, Daddy? Because I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was that was my introduction to Wildca- Wildcat. And it was funny because somebody actually tried to deter me. And well, you know. No. Now, yeah. History. No, it's whatever. And now they got nothing and you got the championship belt. Right? That's what I'm talking about. That that was a beautiful thing. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so right. you talk about writing things down. And I talk about writing letters all the time and they laugh at me, Danny. He wants to write le- like actual physical. Yeah, I write letters, letters to people. Yeah. You know, you know, I speak as a parent. That's a lost art. It really is. I mean, they, spelling's not a subject anymore. Is it not? Is it really nope, not? It is not a subject. Oh no! My kids, Cursive. They do not. Side do. note, completely. But like, my kid just started uh, pre-K, so she's six. Stole this one, so I haven't gotten to like the regular class stuff yet. Spelling is involved with other subjects. Really, it's not its own mm-hmm. subject anymore. They don't teach cursive anymore. Yeah, I know they don't teach cursive. My kids can write. My yeah. oldest writes in cursive. Yeah. But, and matter of fact, because I, uh, I'll punish my daughter and part of the thing is, is because I don't want to beat the out of her because, you know, I mean, I can beat her and not leave marks, but uh, <laughs> I, I make her write lines. Yeah. Okay. So uh, she'll write and her penmanship was beautiful. And in fifth grade, she got a behavior report. Well, nobody knew she got a behavior report. I got a call from the school. Ooh. They're like, Mr. Flamingo, you're going to bring your daughter's work? What work? So you going to bring your daughter's work? She said you was going to have it after lunch. I'm like, what work are you talking about? And the teacher's like, do you know about the behavior report? I'm like, what behavior report? What What are you talking about? And uh, so she's telling me, and she's looking at this. She's like, "You, did, you your wife didn't sign this paperwork? I'm like, no, my wife didn't sign anything. I just got the phone with her. Mr. Flamingo, I'm going to need you to come into the school. <laughs> so, okay. 
So I go in. I got a good idea what's going on, but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to jump to conclusions. I walk in the office, and this lady looks at me. She says, "We have not. We've seen some good ones, <laughs> but we ain't seen one this good." <laughs> the only reason they could tell that it wasn't my wife's signature is because my daughter forgot to put the middle initial. Oh, mm-hmm. and. You know how, how mad can you even be about something like man, that? Man, I you know I can't. I can't Same you know, girl that wouldn't get in the ring. I know, right? You little bitch. <laughs> swear to God. I mean, and when she did it, because I mean she's she's thirteen now. She'll be fourteen in, in in October. But then I was so proud. But I couldn't tell her that. No, of course not. I couldn't tell her. I'd be like, hey, good job. Now you're gonna beat your ass. I can't do that. So I mean, I didn't tell her. I don't want to say she. Was, I grounded her for like a month solid. She was punished work. I'll make her do the regiment. I make her do the physical regiment that oh, we wow. do with the trainees. Mm-hmm. I've actually brought her to training and made her work out with the guys, and uh, they hate it because I'm like, you're gonna let this little girl outdo you. But that punishment was, for everybody. Exactly. But that was my first exposure to Wildcat. Mm-hmm. Was was uh, at a at a UWF show, and then I got exposed to their actual product and uh, watching it. Just I, and I remember watching after I went to the show. I watched some of the stuff online, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I liked what I saw. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, I'd have to pick up and move if I wanted to go somewhere else. On the other hand, they were good. Yeah, you I know. know. It's not just it's not just because they're the closest thing here. It mm-hmm. really is so. a good promotion. Which is just, you know, our luck. And we'll have all the links to everything to the the YouTube page and the website and everything and then the bottom, so So you so you, you, you meet with the Wildcat guys, you start training. When does the Danny Flamingo character like how does that why Danny Flamingo? Like was did you have any other ideas? Did you ever like is Danny Flamingo the wrestler you wanted to be when you were a kid? Is that something that was an extension of you <laughs> now? Is he your dude love is what he's asking? No, <laughs> man. I Danny Danny Flamingo has always existed. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really has. Um, it, but I didn't, there was no way to bring him to the surface. There was no, there was no, um, there was no vessel for him. The thing with Danny Flamingo was, is again, you know, just sitting around with guys and spitballing. And um, they were like, you know, we need to come up with a, you know, we need to come up with something for him. And uh, handsome hard body Harper looks over and says, you don't know who this is? <laughs> this guy right here? This is the Shalmatian sensation. And I put my head down. And everybody's like, yeah, that's awesome. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Damn it. So we're working on it. All right. So that's going to be my name. And uh, okay, no problem. And I'm like, all right. So tell me about this guy. And they're like, like, you know what? He's very similar to Danny Doring. Yeah. And I sat back and I'm like, all right. And I vaguely remember Danny from ECW. Yeah. And I looked at creative and I was like, so what you're telling me is. Danny Flam- uh, with the Shalmation sensation thinks he's the next best thing to slice bread. And they're like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, money. All right. I know where you want to go with that. So probably about a month, give or take, probably take from my very first match, which my, my, my practice match, I guess you'd say. Socorro, he was going to be the guy I was going to wrestle. But Socorro's like, you know. You can't go out there and just be the Shalmation sensation. You can because you're sensational. <laughs> but there's got to be more. There's got to be more. So I'm like, all right, what you mean there's got to be more? He's like, so we're modeling you after Danny Doring, right? Says, yeah. Says, well, you're from Shalmet, right? Says, yeah, I'm from Shalmet. I'm a Shalmation sensation. So people in Shalmet love to put lawn flamingos in their yard. <laughs> <laughs> So, let me help you you guys first, all right? I don't know why all you people think 
that everybody from Chalmette's got to put f***ing flamingos I don't, in their front lawn. It's a, I mean, we're from the North Shore, so I don't understand, but it's this weird New Orleans against the West Bank kind of like weird... Like division, West Side Story kind of thing, where <laughs> they, just, they just talk smack. Me. Yeah, that's just they, insu- the, they pick up on anything. Oh, look, they got flamingos. Uh, it must be from Chalmette. Uh, exactly. You know. So, so Coral looks at him and he says, "You gonna be Danny Flamingo?" Is that where the pink came from? Yeah. Yeah. I've never wore pink. I never wore pink <laughs> until 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 I became me. So I've seen yeah. your matches and stuff like that. And I always thought it was like a Bret Hart thing. Yeah, and, and what's funny is it wasn't only my first match that I ever get a Bret Hart reference. Really? I've yeah. never gotten a Bret Hart reference, and, and you can attest to that. Follow <laughs> me as long as you have. Yeah. Granted, I might come out, and you might say, oh, look at that, he's Bret Hart. Come. No, when you watch me in a ring, it's two totally yeah, different yeah, animals. Yeah. Two totally different animals. Yeah, so you got you got this New Orleans-based promotion. So it's all, it's mostly, I mean, we, you know, we'll, we'll drive across the causeway to go to, but it's mostly New Orleans-based people. And for whatever reason, there's just this rivalry against guys on the other side from the west bank so then you guys this guy come in and they say he's from the greatest city on god's green earth well Chalmette, and everyone just goes boo well that's kind of like the persona guy. that saint bernard has they're known as we're the parish. people we're the parish people. right yeah. the squad cars always have the parish on the back fender when you go to mardi gras parades and they have the you know the Chalmette high dancers and they have the cars falling behind them it always says the parish I always remember that growing up as a little kid. You know, the parish and shrimp boots. <laughs> it's all infamous. Our out-of-state listeners have no idea what we're talking no, about. Look, look it up. Yeah, well, look yeah, it up. It, I'm trying to think of something else you can akin it to. The West Side Story is really the only thing I also can think of. It, it really is, is like on yeah. the other side of the of the bridge. They're over there. We're over here. So West, we don't like them over but there. But the West Bank's like a totally different. It's it, very it, different, yeah. So just just monster monster. He, I remember thinking like I don't know if he's getting hated on you know elsewhere, but he no one likes him here. You know. See y'all the the like with Steve Austin when Steve Austin cut that promo on Jake Roberts for King of the Ring, mm-hmm. and Austin three sixteen was born, and because Stone Cold said so was born yeah. right. So in a month's time, yeah, Hard Body Harper come up with the Shamation Sensation. Mm-hmm. Then you got Socorro comes up with Danny Flamingo. And then literally, literally, the Thursday before the Wildcat show, where myself and Jay Spade are going to debut with Wildcat Sports for the first time, we just all sitting around. We're breaking down the ring after a training session. And Hardbody Harper looks over and he says, and he's just, he's just dicking around. He looks over and he says, you see this guy? This is the Prince of Parish Road. <laughs> this right here. This is the patron saint of St. Bernard. And I sat back and I looked at him. I was like, I'm going to use that. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, you should. You better. So if you well, go back and you watch that first that first match. That announcer. That tag match. Yeah. Most long, and then it's like, so Jay Spade comes out, I think maybe first. It doesn't really. He comes out. They just say his name. Just normal. Comes, waves all the fans. And then the longest winded introduction <laughs> for a wrestler I've ever heard, ever, is for Danny Flamingo. And it's just like, just it doesn't even matter what he was saying. Just like. How many nicknames does this guy have? Like, come on. I've never seen this guy before, and he's already the yeah, greatest thing that's, that's ever happened. And everybody's, everybody's like, they, they haven't seen me. They don't even know what I learned. They don't even know who the hell I am. And it's like, I'm coming out. I got this long-ass answer. Everybody immediately like, this dude is an asshole. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had a buddy the first time I wrestled Mike Dell, which I'm going to beat him on the 18th, March 18th, in case y'all didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, the first time I wrestled Mike Dell, 
we had a guy, I had a friend of mine that came to a show, first time he ever been to a show, and he's sitting with all my other friends and my music kids. And he turns and he says, "They, you, you said they're going to bleep stuff out, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So, okay. You can leave that in. It's fine. So he looks over. He looks at everybody else. And he's like, who the f*** is this douchebag coming out right now? And everybody laughs. All my friends laugh. And they lean over to me like, hey, bro, that's, that's Danny. Danny's coming out. And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> but that's the thing. Is that's, that like, that's exactly what you wanted him to exactly do. That's exactly what I wanted. That's the only exactly thing I can, like, it reminds me of back in, um like, 05-ish when Orton was... I don't know for sure he was doing any kind of supplements or anything, but he, he was kind of chubby, almost puffy. He looked like a, a frat boy. He looked like an LSU frat boy, yeah. to be specific. And he'd come out in his, in his little trunks, and he'd just hold his arms, and then, and then it would shower pyro behind him, uh-huh. and with just like the smuggest look on his face. And anytime I'd be watching wrestling at anybody's house that was not a wrestling fan i I didn't know a lot of friends i didn't have a lot of friends that were also into wrestling so i'd be watching with a bunch of people going like what are you doing what are you watching they'd always rag on me for it but they'd see randy orton and they'd go who the is this and then they'd sit down and they'd watch because they want to see that guy get the crappy out of him (laughs) and it worked there was not one person that ignored it and when when danny flamingo came out everyone was like who the who is this guy and then, and then nobody knew Jay Spade either. It was like, I want him to be the bad guy. Out, yeah. And that's the whole point. So before the match even started, everyone's already like, oh, this is going to be good. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So Jay Spade, which you mentioned a few times, how did – that's the first thing I've seen of you was all y'all matches together, the mm-hmm. promos and stuff like that. How did all that start coming up? Well, Jay Spade and I came through the same class together for Wildcat Sports. When Jay Spade and I started, there was there was four people in my class originally The by the by – the, the first day, there was two people. The third day, first day, there was two people. The second day, there was three people. I was the third person. Then the fourth day, the third day, sorry, the third day was the fourth person. Mm-hmm. So we had a four-person class in a span of three days. Then come a week, we were down to three people. Down to three months, we were down to two people. It was just me and Spade. Now, the, the things you hear me say about Jay Spade is 100% true. I do not like this dude at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Case, case you know, some of the out-of-town viewers want to know, you can go ahead and look up Danny Flamingo versus Jay Spade. I quit match. Dude, that match. And I beat that brother like he stole something with a kid. You really stick. did? It's just uh, the best rivalries in wrestling are guys that you can see standing across the ring from each other and just look at them. You don't know anything else. They don't have to talk. They don't have to say anything. You just look at that guy and then look at this guy and you go, well, they don't like each other. And so that's you and Jay Spade. And that's the thing. You know, I don't have to like somebody to respect them. Jay Spade is, is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent, you know, but me and Jay Spade don't get along. We don't see eye to eye. And we didn't, when we were in, tra- in conditioning together, and we didn't, when we were in training together, and now that we in the ring together, we, I mean, we, we don't, we just don't see eye to eye. It is what it is. I can respect a man's craft. I can respect his athletic ability, but I ain't got to like you. You know, same thing, you go to a job. I ain't got to speak to you unless I need to. That's all there is to it. But it was he and I, they were the only ones that finished the class. And nobody thought that this guy was going to finish the class. Nobody would have ever thought that Danny Flamingo was going to be the Wildcat Revolution champion. You think about some of the guys that have held this title. I know. People like Buku Dow, Matt Lancey, Bestia, Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards presented me with my title. That was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Chris, I mean, were you at that show? That was a really good show. Yeah. You know, what? what is this, 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 what is this bullshit, you huh? You want to have a guy like... like the Shalmation sensation on your show. You ain't even been to a Wildcat show. I, I'm I'm going to be. 
Eventually. <laughs> you say the same thing to your old lady, don't you? Yeah, sometimes. It's coming, baby. It's coming. I promise. I Just get, wait. I get you on the next one. Didn't okay, you say how about you were going to be at that show the last show? Well, okay, how about this? How about this? How about mm-hmm. this? You know we on TV every Saturday and Sunday night. What you, would you think about this last match, this last show we had? Did you, did you watch any of that? I, I don't have cable. You're f***ing useless. You're f***ing useless. <laughs> you know, if I didn't meet your my, your wife, I'd swear to God you masturbate in your bedroom all night. I don't have cable, but... Okay, let, said, me, let me help have... you. It's it's on it's on regular television. WPL, My 54. I don't even have satellite. My 54, 9 like o'clock, Saturday and Sunday. You don't need it. You can go buy a bullshit antenna. Antenna thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You come okay, over to me, my house. I watch give me, it. Give me another excuse. Um, That being said... I have seen every, almost every single one of your matches. Now you look flattering. See, get flattering. Come on. Yeah, there you go. He wanted the last two inches, and I gave it to him. <laughs> I've, I've been watching Wildcat going to the shows for a couple years, and working with the dude with the headband, I was like, dude, you got to check out. Well, you know, we bonded over being interested in wrestling. Well, you know, there's a there's a wrestling show in New Orleans. They do a show every two months. You got to start going to them. You got to see these guys. They're all really good. And there's this guy. You would get a kick out. And then I do the whole. The, from the greatest city in God's green earth, and I the run intro, the whole yeah. t- intro. And every time I tell this, I was like, "Oh, I gotta go check out this guy. This guy sounds like a like a grade A jerk. I gotta go <laughs> check that out." So then Philip finally comes to the show with me, and it's the Revolution Rumble where you have that the I Quit match with Jay Spade, which is one of the craziest matches I've ever seen in person. Just you guys wailed on each other with that Kendall. So that was a, Sam, it was a painful match. Sam, how many live live matches have you witnessed so far in your life? I don't. Do we have to talk about all the matches? Okay, so I I keep track of the matches that I that I every have single seen. match he's ever seen. Really? Yeah. In a notebook. I don't. Know, it was. You I said s- you have a girlfriend. I do. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> is she attractive? I think she is. Yeah. You think she is? Okay, wait, 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 wait. fellas. She's beautiful. You're supposed to say she's, she's beautiful. The most beautiful thing I've ever. She is seen. the most beautiful there, thing there, I've there, ever. That's seen. the correct answer. Well, spoken like a guy that has. Well, has, my point his wife is, has, has his balls in her hands. My my point is that before you even try to to, to dominate anyone that you haven't even met, haven't even seen, she's an angel and she's the most beautiful <laughs> thing in the world. And no matter what you say, it's not going to matter. You have already podcast, you have already put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you right. hesitated, buddy. So he's been to hundreds. No. Almost thousands. So so I saw saw an interview with Chris Jericho where he met Ricky Steamboat and he asked Ricky how many matches he's been in when he was a kid. And Ricky was like, I don't know. And he thought that was so weird. Maybe it wasn't Ricky. He asked. He met some wrestler, and, I think they, and they didn't know. Steamboat, and yeah. and he he thought that was crazy. He was like, Well, if I ever become a wrestler, I'm going to keep track of every match I have. So now, if you ever meet Chris Jericho. You can ask him how many matches you have, and he'll be able to tell you. He's kept track of all of them. I keep track of my matches. And for whatever yeah, that, wins and losses. And I yeah. really like that, but then I had, I'm not a wrestler, so I was like, well, I, but it inspires, so I started keeping track of any of the matches that I've seen in person. So I know how many, like, I can tell you how many matches I've seen you in, how many matches I've seen in general. And it's almost. How many matches have you seen me in? I think 16, 16 or 17. I don't know the exact number. I don't have it memorized. You know but... what's funny? You know what's funny is I want to bust your balls, but I really can't. Because to show that much dedication to a craft yeah. that you have on a different level, yeah, <laughs> really, that's what yeah, it yeah, is. You I know. mean, I, I I love statistics. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I yeah. do. It, it makes me feel smart. You know? <laughs> aside from the fact, aside from the fact, I'm a champion. But you know, we'll go. You know. So, Chris, have you been at the show the last couple couple Good times? God. So, okay, so let's let's back up. So, Danny Fleming comes out. He's the biggest heel. Her, he's supposed to be the biggest heel, and I mean, you're doing everything. In the book, it's like a play-by-play wrestling 101. Everything you can do to be a jerk 
to the no one will like you. You do. There's say nothing your, you do that's like like. Say you know. some of your worst ones that you've done because we've talked about it a little bit before we went in the air. Yeah, you stole ones? somebody's crutch. You were telling me. <laughs> so you didn't uh, steal somebody's crutch. This was they they showed some of this match on the uh, on the uh, WPL My Fifty Four, which you don't know about that because you don't watch it. Um, but uh, they showed highlights of this match because the winner of this match got to go on to challenge Bestia for the Revolution. Uh, Revolution Championship, and uh, it just so happened that Mike Dell won that match. But um, that before that show started, I went out to the you know went out to the to the merchandise table, and checked on a few things. I was coming back, and I was coming back. I see this woman with a cat, uh, a cat. I guess you say it's a cast, but um, it was from her ankle to her her top of her thigh. And she had crutches, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's money. I like I like where this is going. So, going back, you know, waiting for my match to come out, my music hits, I come out the curtain, and I tell you what, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been, to say it was a beautiful thing would be a vast understatement. I look over to my left, and this woman is sitting right there with her crutches next to her, and it was fantastic. I walk up to her, and I pick up her crutches, and I walk all the way over to the ring, and if anybody's been to Meisler, and knows the layout, she was on the bottom bleacher step. Sitting down, and I picked up her crutches. I walked all the way to the ring. I threw them down. I looked at. I said, "Come get them." <laughs> and the crowd did that. Laugh. And the laughed. crowd yeah. did that, and yeah. they cheered. So then I'm like, "All right, no problem." Cute little girl. When I turn around after I dropped the crutches, turn around. I look. This cute little girl with a cute little sign. It's all purdy and Danny Flamingo sucks. So does your mom. So after I politely tell her that she's adopted, her parents don't love her. I take her sign, I tear it up, and I throw it in her face. I'm going to blame these two assholes right here. Yeah, we we might have a little Co- bit of problems. Everybody cheers. Yeah. <laughs> and then we made our own t-shirts for you. We made giant pink signs. Do you sleep in just a t-shirt? Flamingo World Order for life, of course. My dude. My dude. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay. So, I get in the ring, and the Wildcat fans throw all these streamers and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, pre-show throws some streamers at me. I pick up the streamers, and I'm going to throw them back at him. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm a little better than that. So I look for a little ragamuffin in the, uh, in the audience. And I look over, and this little girl is sitting on her daddy's lap playing on her phone because she's not intelligent. She can't entertain herself. <laughs> <laughs> Missing and, a great match right in front of her. Right. And, and, and so I, I cannot hit the broad side of a barn. And I throw this thing, and I hit this little girl dead square in the face. <laughs> and she looks up at me so disoriented. And I lean over, and I'm like, get off the damn phone. And everybody laughs. Well, that's true. I don't like it when people are on their phone during, during so the show. So I'm, I'm, really, I'm really thinking, I'm, I'm going to piss Peter off right now. I'm really thinking that I'm gonna, like, going to beat some puppies or something when I come out to the next show. Or, like, <laughs> drag a baby seal. and To try to get heat. <laughs> I don't know what the f*** I got to do to these people. But I'm like, I'm a, that's why I tell, I tell guy with the headband i'm like don't don't bring your kid around me because <laughs> when i take your kid and i put her in a trash can well, i don't want to hear that shit all right yeah, we, we moved kind of more to the middle of the crowd so you can't get to us that easy anymore because hey, I, I had an experience with uh stevie stevie ray getting in my face when he lost his belt and it disappeared yeah um i said i, I was the first one i don't know why i did i just stood straight up i said Yo, Stevie, where's your belt? And he just came beeline straight to me, got face to face. I'm there with my girlfriend. That was her first show ever. And I'm with my mom. And my mom, she's into it. She, when somebody, something's going on, my mom's grabbing my arm, crying, screaming, squealing. And after he walked off, you know, if you know Stevie Ray, very big man. He's a big dude. He's a big boy. He's, he's six, let's just say six, five, 
300 plus pounds solid guy he could eat you yeah and uh he walks away you know my girlfriend's just like why did you talk like what the hell is your problem <laughs> who that, told you to speak that guy's a professional athlete and my mom said she leaned over to me and she said do you know him <laughs> No, mom. No. Seen him on TV. I yeah. know him now. I yeah, know he's from Harlem and he can kick my ass. Yeah. Oh, so wait, wait. I'm, I apologize. I wanted. I was telling y'all about that that thing I had saw on uh, Instagram. That picture. So you got a collegiate wrestler. Like I said, I'm gonna post this so that way when you know anybody can go look me up on Instagram, Danny Flamingo, and they can see it. But uh, the caption is, "I am. I am the offense. I am the defense. I never sit the bench. I never take a playoff. It's all on me." I am a wrestler. And again, that's why I say with boxing, you get breaks in between your rounds. With football, you get breaks in between the downs. You got halftime. We don't have that. We don't have that in the ring. Them guys, them, them collegiate guys don't have that on the mat. We are using our, our every muscle we have from our brains to our toes, literally. I think that's why, you know, even though you're trying your best to get everyone to hate you, that I think a lot of people really sympathize with you. You're not you're not a small guy, but compared to wrestlers, I guess the standard of the Giants, you're not the biggest guy. And then you got like Luke Hawks, who's got his you know huge Jack. arms, yeah, he's Jack. Jack, you know, like he's a specimen coming in. And then they see you come out, who's who's who comes in there, you know, picking a fight with all these guys. And then you you stick, you don't take any breaks, you you, you take all those licks. That I quit match made you made you a main man because you took a beating from that. And then every match you take hardcore Holly. You kept coming out, no matter whether you won or lost. You always took, you always, you always, right. you never ran away from the fight. You got put through a table by Sabu. You did. You know what? You know what else? Sabu. You know what else happened? <laughs> I put Sabu through a table. That's true. Don't forget. Did you keep a piece of that table? No, man. All the marks at the show got all. I'm Dude, doing... I have, a, I have, I know someone that has a piece. Of you, mark. Want, you want the, you want the table back? How much? Uh, how big is the piece? I think he might have actually just gotten like the. Whatever the border See, thing is, I, about it. I know. Sure. I know somebody that got like at least twenty five percent of. The really? That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? You don't have a girlfriend. You have never had sex with anyone <laughs> but your hand. I was asked, do you want? I was like, where am I going to put this? I I was here. I you know. Look, you experienced it. You know, yeah. you talk about the I Quit match. You talk about Hardcore Holly. You talk about Sabu. You know what? The one you're really not talking about. Well, I'm building up to it. All right, okay, won't okay, you go okay, ahead? Okay, so you're coming out here. You're being. You're being trying to be a jerk, but more every show. Which we may or may not have started. There's more and more pink shirts. More and more pink t-shirts. They had. Did you have a t-shirt? We didn't. We we would have gotten a t-shirt if 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 you have. You didn't have one yet. You're wearing. We made our own shirt. You're wearing. Now I'm wearing it. Now I didn't have a t-shirt. Y'all came up with that on your own because I remember. I remember people coming to me backstage and they're like, "Dude, (laughs) did you see the crowd?" I'm like, "Well, yeah. It's a big crowd. It's a good turnout." They're like, "No, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Did you see the guys with the FWO shirts?" Excuse me? <laughs> and I'm like, they got what? They're like, yeah, it says Flamingo World Order. I'm like, get the f*** out of here. Are you serious? They're like, I, I was geeking out. I'm not going to lie. I was all marked out pretty hard. I mean, remember, I'm a fan. So. Yeah. And so, you know, and then every show, there's more and more pink in the crowd. And you, you've never changed your character. Is that surprising uh, to you? You know, uh, Scott Hall set the precedent. Uh-huh. I mean, it was cool to be a bad guy. Everybody cool loves the, the bad Everybody guy. Everybody loves a bad guy. You know, so I mean, my job is to go out there and get you to hate me. So mm-hmm. if I have to put your child in a garbage can, <laughs> don't think I won't. I'm just saying. So I mean, anybody that's listening, you come to a Wildcat show, go ahead. Go ahead, piss me off. Go ahead. I will put your kid in the garbage can. Trust me when I say that. Trust me when I say that. You should see the <laughs> I do my own kids. 
my nieces and my my all my nieces. It's just ridiculous. So you got you got Danny who's getting this swell of appreciation from the audience, and then you got Luke Hawks who's the the top guy in Wildcat, rightfully so. So you got arguably the two top guys in the company. One as the figurehead of the company, and one of the guy that's whether or not they're acknowledging him as being a top guy or not. The audience is reacting really big to him, and all of a sudden, first match of a show, you get Luke Hawks. Danny Flamingo comes out, calls out, you know, open challenge, and Luke Hawks answered, and everybody freaks out. Now hold on, wait right now. Now I see where you're going, but the the what I was talking about, you didn't even touch on like completely. You talk about Sabu, mm-hmm. you talk about the I Quit match, mm-hmm. talk about Hulk Holly. Are we forgetting that the show that you didn't go to, the pinball machine? When I went head to head with the outlaw Matt Lance. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And we went behind the bar. I've seen actually, I seen the video. Yeah, we went that. behind the bar. I hit him with I hit him with the door of the fucking fridge. Mm-hmm. He got me with the gun, the hose gun. He went bowling with my balls at prick. I I beat the shit out of him with a chair. We all we raveled it off. I bent this chair over him eradicated him. So Danny Flamingo stole the show at both X-rated shows. Is that what so you're it, it's the thing is, well, no, I mean, like, you, you, I didn't mean, like I said, that's what we were talking before the show went on the air. I, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, what's going to go on in Philly at the ECW arena? Because now <laughs> Danny Flamingo's got a, got a reputation. Yeah, you've kind of become the hardcore guy, reluctantly, just happened to be in those kinds of matches. I'm not going to, I mean, there's no reason for me to back down from a fight. If I'm, I'm I, and It's not a back down, but it's a strategic reorganization of my uh yeah. my my thought process okay, we'll go with that <laughs> but i was to say if you wanted and then after uh obviously after matt lancey we went into this, this stuff with luke hawks yeah so you see so you have this match with luke hawks which is awesome then you have the anniversary show wait, wait, wait. and i didn't expect luke hawks to answer that challenge i know nobody did plenty of other guys on that roster that i was like hey it's gonna come you know what i expected jay spade to come back and get some more Me mm-hmm. too. but yeah. luke hawks was the last person the last person that I expected Top to of the come show. out. I mean, first match. And even when we were sitting there, like, if you look at the video of me, when his music hits, I'm like, no. And he comes out. <laughs> and all I can look at him, I'm like, really? Really? It's you? You? And then when he gets in the ring, we face to face. I look at him. I was like, I was like, you just wanted to wrestle first, didn't you, punk? So you can go enjoy the wrestling. That's what you want to do. You just want to wrestle first. You don't, you don't even take me seriously. So I slapped him. And then... And that, then the match went the way it did. So it, we don't it, need to talk about that. No, we don't. Because yeah. you know what? I, Luke Hawks knew I was there. Yeah, there you go. That's all that mattered. And he knew so much that at the next show, you know, what no, happened? You no, know, and then that show, if he wouldn't have used the ropes, he wouldn't use the ropes, you know I had him. I had him. That's all there was to it. So then again, like you said, the next show, go ahead. So the next show, you got Luke versus Danny again. And I called him out flat out that time. So mm-hmm. I'm telling you because I know you don't watch anything. You know, you know what the <laughs> We do. I've seen both of these matches. Too. Oh, that's right, you uh, do. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry, you have watched all my I, stuff. I'm a fan of yours. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm working on the Wildcat stuff. Right, so. right, right. So anyway, <laughs> and this is a big anniversary show. We have an Iron Five Man years. match. Uh, we have uh, Stevie Richards uh, def- re- uh, relinquishing the Revolution title so that he can have a shot at the Wildcat Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. So there's the Revolution Rubble for a vacating title. So we're a guaranteed new champion. It was a really big show. And yeah, Buku Dao was defending the heavyweight title mm-hmm. against Stevie Richards. Against Stevie, Stevie Richards. Richards. Yep. Big main Richards. event. So, so what happens? You, you fight Luke Hawks. Yeah, I, I called Luke out and surprisingly to, know, to nobody's surprise, Luke Hawks accepted the challenge and we went and and he got the bet on me. I mean, it is what it is. The man's a phenomenal talent. Again, I don't have to like somebody to respect him. So, uh, I go backstage and I go to use the bathroom and I got my little flamingo in my hand and, uh, 
I hit my music head. <laughs> so the next match is the Revolution Rumble, which is Royal Rumble style in that there's two entrants that start and then another person enters the ring in a Rumble kind of style. Every every minute. And then when it gets down, it's over the top rope elimination until you get to the last two guys. The last two guys, it becomes a singles match. Yeah. Pinfall submission. So and it, it, you have to have a winner. There's no time limit. You just got to go. So, and then the first guy in the to enter the match is Danny Flamingo, who literally had walked through the curtain, what, 30 seconds before? Something if like that, that? If that. And on top of that, last year, which that episode, this episode just aired this past weekend, Saturday and Sunday, this past Saturday and Sunday night. Again, you don't watch our show, so you wouldn't know. Um, but it was the Revolution Rumble, and I was number one for that one that last one. year. Went all the way to the end with Kurt Stud Matthews. And this was just for a title shot against Bestia, who was champion at the time. And I ended up, unfortunately, not being able to beat. I, I man, I had, I had. It was so close. I had him right there, man. I had Kurt Matthews right there, and it just seems that it's always been out of my grasp, just, just by a little bit. So you start, and then by the time the rumble starts kind of weeding through, you got at the end, you got Mike Dell, you got Steve Anthony, you got Luke Hawks, you got Matt Lancey, I think might have been in there too. All mm-hmm. former heavyweight champions. A couple of them, the you know Revolution champion, but also the top prize in Wildcat, and then and then Danny Flamingo, who'd already been starting the match and had a match previous before. Nope. I don't think a lot of people gave you a chance, but then it comes down to Luke Hawks and Danny Flamingo again, and the whole audience stands on their feet. I've, uh, I've never heard the crowd in a show. I've never heard the crowd in a show. I'm always focused on my opponent, and when I drop kick Steve Anthony off of the apron, that crowd lost their minds. When they realized it was just y'all two. And when they realized it was back down to me and, and Hawks. And we had just wrestled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had just wrestled singles and he just beat me. So, I mean, and I mean. You, you, I mean, I was like, uh, you know, FWO represented here. We're, you know, we're big fans of yours. And I'm I'm kind of doing my short arm, like, fantasy booking the match. I was like, okay. Bef- after the match happened, you went through the curtains like, so now the Revolution Rumble. They should have Danny come out first because he just had a match. And it'll be terrible because he's, he'll, you know, he'll be hurt. But then it'll come down to him and Luke at the very end. But then this time, Danny will win. He lost that last match, but it won't matter because he's going to win this one. So you called all that shit. So I called all that. But I was was saying it like uh, it wasn't going to happen. I was saying like that's that's what I want to happen, but it's not going to happen. And then it happened. And the whole audience like freaked out. You know, it was it was one of my we did a we did a podcast after it. We ripped Chris for not going to it. They did. And then we talked for like a half talking about. This was really was one of my favorite moments in wrestling, not in Wildcat wrestling, just in general. Really? Yeah. Because hundreds, hundreds of live events. Well, well, live matches, even though so it's pretty big. I I haven't had a lot of guys that would call guys that I really liked. I have favorites, you know. I loved Undertaker, but Undertaker is such a character that I never felt like larger than he was mine. He also was around for so much longer before. You know, it's different when. You know, I've been watching Wildcat for a few years, and then you come out, and I liked you. So it's like to see someone that you saw their first match in a show, and then to get to do something that you thought that they weren't gonna necessarily give to someone. It was like a real kind of moment, like a real that's the guy, and I've we've been cheering for him, and then and he's getting rewarded for it, and he deserves it. That's what I'm hearing from a lot of the coaches now. It's like, hey, it's like you you you're too much like 
your your persona is really good, but you're too much like an average guy. That's why everybody can affiliate with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm I'm just being me. Yeah. But I mean, like Steve Austin when Steve Austin and and um and Vince were, were feuding, who wouldn't like to go into work and be their boss? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So who wouldn't like to look at somebody else's kid and be like, you, you little ragamuffin? Yeah. You're gonna listen because you're a piece of garbage anyway. You're adopted. and Your parents don't love you. <laughs> it's just you know like they're they're in football terms you got. The Patriots who go to the Super Bowl all the time. There's a there's a tendency for everyone to root for the underdog just because you want to see someone overcome the top. You want to see the guy that maybe someone's saying like, well, they're not going to do it because these are the guys that are always going to do it. You want to see someone take that guy down. Right. And that's always kind of built in. And it's not just that. It's that you have all these awesome matches where the Sabu match where, you, you know, at the Extreme Rules, the one with Matt Lancey, the I Quit match. A lot of those matches you lost, even though you gave it your all. And then a lot of other shows, there would be the swelling, and then you were like in a six man tag, or you weren't in a featured match. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, st- yeah, nobody. It was a few. wasn't a feud or anything. It was just a, something that put. And together. so, even though we we uh, were cheering for you, you weren't being you weren't being given a spotlight. You were you were being used. Everybody's getting used. So when they finally started put on you, there was it was just it was just really exciting. And then the fact that it actually went through like you said the year before you were in the revolution rumble but then you lost and it just seemed like that could have been just as easily the same thing that would have happened and everyone would have been happy if luke had won i don't think the crowd would have been upset they would have been like right. yeah luke's champion you know like and he he'd never been revolution champion you know so that would have been cool too right. and actually what i was like it'd be cool if Dan- it'd be awesome if danny went but it'll be cool if luke wins and everyone just you know like, that'll be awesome right. it'll be really awesome so then when it did, it was like, well, what the hell? Like, that wasn't supposed to happen. You know, it was just like a real swelling of good, just good wrestling. It's what wrestling is supposed to be. Right. I've been in the Revolution Rumble three times. My last two times were phenomenal. My last time was the best. My first time wasn't so hot. That was after the Acro match. I slid in. All hurt. <laughs> and when I stood up, who of all people in the battle role is standing in front of me but the notorious Shane Taylor? Yeah, and that's a big boy. I think I got two licks in, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, and uh, yeah. So I mean, but uh, it it you know uh, I appreciate that very much. Uh, it's it's still surreal to hear people yeah. be that excited about it. But you know what? Everybody should come pay to see Danny from Lingo. I think so. As we start uh, going to start close out the podcast, and it's probably a hard question. Do you have a favorite match that you were ever in? Like your favorite? Yeah, your you know, the I Quit match was pretty epic. It really was. It's. As a fan watching it, it, it's awesome. It's probably it's probably one of my favorite matches that I've seen. You know what? Years. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this back on y'all. Then mm-hmm. okay. you ask me what's my favorite. I have trouble between two. Okay. The I Quit match and the fact that I went head to head with the genocidal, <laughs> homicidal, <laughs> the man himself, Sabu. So Wait. what would y'all say? I know well, Philip's like, I'll say there. I'll say this, Philip. When I first met him, he was like, you like wrestling? I was like, yeah. I think the second thing was like, you ever watch ECW? Do you know who Sabu is? Like, that's basically what he said. So he loves Sabu. So I knew that, like, that was one of the first things I knew. I was like, here's... I think actually all I did was, you like wrestling? He said, yeah. And I just put my finger up in there and he... Yeah, yeah, that that is what you did. He did the the, the pointing to the sky thing. That's what I do to anybody that says they like wrestling. I just do that and that gauges where they are. Where they're on their knowledge. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. So that happens. I know Phil's a, f- a wrestling fan. So then I go, hey, well, you should start going to these Wildcat shows that I go to all the time. As a local wrestling show, you would probably get a kick out of that. We go to the Revolution Rumble where you had the I Quit match. The next show, 
I show up and Phil's there and he's decked out all in pink. So I guess Phil likes. So I guess Phil likes Danny Flamingo. I remember that because <laughs> that was the January show and that was the double shot. We that was did. the double shot. Yeah. Yeah. Because we did Friday night at Meisler and I was in a triple threat match. It was me versus some guy and Robbie Rockstar, mm-hmm. and uh and and I pinned Robbie in a triple threat match. Because it was when the, the war between ROW and Wildcat was was it was the start up. of the ROW yeah. versus Wildcat shows. Yeah. yeah, and then the next night, the next night in in Pearl River, I went head to head with uh, Kurt Matthews, and I beat Kurt Matthews. So for the record, in case anybody's keeping their statistics like you, so so you got so you got Philip and decked out in pink, and then all and then Sabu. So when we went to the X rated show, and the crowd around us kind of was lighting us, figuring out that it was going to be Sabu versus Danny in the main event. I think Philip almost cried. Like it was just like just no just genuine like my favorite guy <laughs> right now and then my favorite guy of all time of all time yeah, are going to have a I match. I thought I thought I would never get to see Zabu because you know I grew up in the time where I couldn't go to wrestling. My parents wouldn't take me. My friends got to go. And then when I did start going to wrestling, he's that's never going to let that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when ECW came back and they were still, you know, they still had some of the guys like I went to a Smackdown ECW show in Baton Rouge. It was RVD Sandman and Tommy Dreamer versus some other younger, the ECW guys, which are, I don't even remember who they were. But when they came out, I went with a friend of mine that was just a casual wrestling fan, and I got really silent. And it's like, looked down, just to try to like, choke, like, hold it all in, because I just, I wasn't going to cry, but just, you know, you water up and you get emotional. It's like, I thought I'd never see these guys, and it's it's interesting. It's like going to see a, a concert, like, you've never seen this band, you've listened to every CD, backwards, forwards, and you see them, you know, I'm super far away in a stadium, but it's just being in the same building. It's just like, it's weird. It's like the first time I saw Guar. I didn't think they would be real. I was 10 <laughs> feet away from Guar, and yeah. I was terrified and loved it. So when I And then they dumped a bunch of stuff on you. Yeah, they dumped a bunch of stuff on me. <laughs> penis spewing stuff right in my mouth. Wow, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, see, so, I so can... when I saw it, when you guys, you know, came together, and there was this, you know, you did your match, and it was, it was a beautiful thing. See, I, I can I can relate to that because the first time I went to WWE, had a tryout and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, I'm in catering and I'm filling out the paperwork so I can I can try out and uh, I just pick my head up and who is two tables away from me? None other than the enforcer himself, Arn Anderson. Oh wow, wow, that's awesome. And you so, talk, yeah. I don't. That's one of the first things we learn. You have to be professional, and whatnot. Yeah. So I don't mark out. Man, I saw him, and I'm, I'm that guy next to him. I'm like, dude, 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 dude. That's Arn. It's f-ing Arn Anderson. <laughs> so that's the enforcer. Yeah, Arn Anderson. I mentioned him earlier in our pod, like not this podcast, but when we when I first started with Sam on the podcast here, we talked about themes. And when I was younger, I didn't pay attention to him that much. But Arn Anderson's WCW earlier theme when he would start kind of. Go away from Four Horsemen a little bit. It's beautiful. I don't know if you ever heard it. No, no, no. I'll play it to you later on, but it may be I'll, playing right now. Actually, I'll play it right now. Okay. Yeah. It's a good theme song. Um. So on March 18th, uh, Wildcats having their Hey Yo show with special guest hey, scott yo. hall hey um, yo um you are going to be having a match with mike dell uh tell us about that what what is that much you need to know one man mike dell is the longest reigning most title defense title defenses for the wildcat heavyweight championship and for those of y'all keeping records 
and keeping tallies <laughs> and happen to watch our TV show every Saturday and Sunday nights on WPL Mob 54. Unlike you, good sir. I'm working on it. It's yeah. every Saturday and there's an actual, it's an encore. They play the episode and then on Sunday, in case you missed it, for people who are busy like you, Chris, they play it again and you still can't watch it. What's wrong with you? You need Jesus. You know that? <laughs> you need Jesus. So uh, they played the match between Mike Dell and I. Mm-hmm. And I just so happened, you know, I just decided to come in and interrupt because I didn't have a match that night and I thought it was bull. So I didn't particularly care for pre-show and I told him he could step to the side and I'm going to go ahead and show him how to do this. And uh, needless to say, Danny Flamingo was a little cockstrong, you know, go figure. I mean, you never would think he was. You know, I kind of bit off a little more than I could chew. But it's all right. There's a reason why Mike Dell was the longest reigning Wildcat heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Mike Dell's not a joke. He's not. So uh, you're seeing a seasoned Danny Flamingo on March 18th. You're seeing a more skilled Danny Flamingo on March 18th. And at AO, you know, people tell me I'm cocky. I'm not cocky. I'm confident. They tell me I'm conceited. I'm not conceited. I'm convinced. There's a reason why I am the Wildcat revolution champion i went through 14 other guys the top names in wildcat sports i've beat some of the best in wildcat sports i've been in the ring with some of the best at wildcat sports mike dell ain't wrestling the same guy he wrestled the last time we went head to head this is a totally new danny it's totally new completely different kind of sensational that's a beautiful thing write that down <laughs> All right, you also uh, need to write down when the show comes on, what channel comes on, what data comes on. Uh, if and it's then how only much in the area on. in Louisiana, the um, my fifty four. My fifty four. We we hit we hit up, upwards of of a, I want to say a couple million people. I think okay. don't hold me to that. So if you're in the South area, it's my fifty four on Saturday Sunday nights at uh, nine, nine p.m. Wildcatsports.com and their YouTube channel, which I said there'll be links to that in the show notes page underneath. You can watch most of all their stuff they post on their social media pages too. So now, as important as as our show is coming up, which is there's nothing more important, and there's not also nothing more important than you know our, our TV show because we're very proud of that on WPL My Fifty Four. But remember, now people have an outlet what we didn't have ten years ago, twenty years ago. You have the internet. You have a way to connect with us on a personal level if you're not a douchebag. Yeah. But on top of that, how many of you guys wanted to be a professional wrestler? Wildcat Sports creates their own talent. Yeah, we got these other guys come in like Sabu and Holly and you know and things like that. Stevie Richards, Jinder Mahal. I mean, we have all these guys coming in. Chris Scott Masters, Hall. Scott Hall. But we also have guys like myself, Jay Spade, Buku Dow, Socorro, Luke Hawks. We're yeah. all homegrown guys. Matt Lancy, homegrown guys. You want to be a professional wrestler. Not everybody can be a pro wrestler. Sometimes you got to be a referee. You might have to be a manager. You could be anything. But there ain't no reason for you to just sit on the couch. There ain't no reason for you to just sit in the stands. I remember watching my first Wildcat show. I told y'all, I saw Buku Dow versus, uh, versus Chris Masters. They played that on the show. I remember sitting there watching that. That was my first Wildcat show. I remember watching Socorro versus, uh, versus Matt Lancy. I remember watching all these guys and grow and grow. And then here I am. I get to be trained by these guys. You know what I'm saying? Again, I don't have to like anybody to respect them. So, I mean, if you want to be a professional wrestler, you can come to Wild, go, go to wildcatsports.com. You get us at wildcatsports Gmail. It's a $400 deposit, a minimum of $250 a month. To be a professional wrestler, it's a year-long course. 
to be a, a, a valet or manager or referee, which we need all of those things. That is another, that, that's a six-month course. You got guys like Edward King, who's a face of Wildcat Sports on WPL My 54. And you know what? That guy gets in the ring with everybody else. The security guards that you see get in the ring with everybody else. Everybody from the camera guys to the tippy top, Stevie Richards himself, everybody gets in the ring. You know, nobody's exempt. We build from the ground up. It just is what it is. Wrestling is on the upswing now. It really is. Remember for, for, for the attitude area and all, it's, it's a pendulum. And I got to say, especially in the New Orleans area, being a wrestling fan my whole life, it, 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 really, it used to be so big in the South, uh, wrestling, promotions, Mid-South, all right. those things. Right. Um, and Wildcat Sport really was a big turn of bringing that back, which is what Luke Hawks you know, always says. Like, I want to bring wrestling. The main thing is not about getting myself over. It's not about getting anything. It's about bringing wrestling to the city that I love. Right, which is which is you know, I don't want to keep using your your catchphrase, but I just everything it just is. seems it's like a it's a beautiful thing. thing. It, it really, really is. is. And see, that's what I tell people. It's like you know, you'll have some guys that be like, "Oh, I'm not cut out to be a wrestler, but I want to be involved with Wildcat Sports. I want to do it." Well, hey, you know what? If you got a business or you want to advertise with us, do it. You know, we have our own production. So if you don't have a commercial, we can shoot the commercial for you. I want to say it's a hundred dollars for a thirty second spot on prime time television. You know, you, it's a minimum. You got to buy a month's worth. So it's $400 if you already have your 30-second commercial. Mm-hmm. If you need us to shoot your, your 30-second commercial, I want to say it's another $850. But it's yours to keep. We give you a 30-second commercial that go, airs on our show for the next four weeks, every Saturday and Sunday night between 8 and 9, um, um, 9 and uh, 10 o'clock on WPL My 54. Then on top of that, you have a two-minute long commercial that we cut for you, and we edit everything. And then now you have two commercials. I, I can't remember if the second commercial is a minute or two minutes, but the commercial we use on the show is 30 seconds. What better way to get your name out there for your business? Or if you just, you don't want to be a pro wrestler, but you want to be involved. Well, yeah. here you go. It's a way for you to get involved. And it benefits everybody involved. It benefits Wildcat Sports. And it benefits your business. You exactly. know, the same thing with you guys with the podcast. You know what I'm saying? If you decide you want to, to, to advertise on a podcast, even if you just do a sponsorship at the show and you get advertised at the show, we have anywhere between 900 to 1,200 people that come to a Wildcat Sports event. You know, that's to tell people all the time. If you're not marketing with Wildcat Sports, what are you doing? You know, if your name's on our tickets, that the ticket goes out to anywhere between 900 to 1,200 people. Look at the amount of exposure you have. You know what I'm saying? I mean, again, it's one of them things. Why not? You're the one holding you back, whether it's in business or it's in your professional wrestling career. Thank you, Danny. Is that all you got? Really? That's how you... <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to make it weird. No, no. I'm not going to make it weird. Thank you for being our first guest we ever had on the podcast. Is that no. a real thing? Like, yeah, you're serious? Is. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. You're the first guest. We've got, this is only episode 18, 19 or something like that. Yeah. But how am I your only... I mean, yeah, I mean... First guest. Your first guy that can drive all the way out here in the sticks, really. I'll tell so. you what. Let me help you right <laughs> now. Let me help. Wait, wait. I'm glad you brought that up. Because I'll tell you what. I sit here and I'm following headband guy. And we, we pull up. And I got in my car, and I'm like, I look out. I was like, "Hey, I seen this movie," <laughs> and he laughs. I was like, "You know, the guy in the car usually doesn't pan out too well for this guy." So I mean, I don't know what other Wildcat guys you could possibly get to come out here. Yeah, I'm, right? in, the pro- I'm in the process of getting some other guys out here, I'm trying to get Saeed out here, maybe. I'm trying to get Saeed out here. Yeah. You know what? That's gonna be great. Yeah. See, if I come back alive, there's a better chance of you getting somebody to come out here. <laughs> I'm true. just saying. I we- love Saeed. We gave Saeed so much because he's always the one. With like the like the worked screwy finishes, yes. So he's always like, he's not a bad referee, but like part of his character sometimes is like, well, I didn't see that Luke's foot was on the rope, kind of kind of thing. 
So it's so we're, Saeed, man. So it's to the point now me. where he comes up to me and just says, starts talking. It's like, hey, man. I'm like, I don't even know you, but what's up? <laughs> <laughs> See, look, let me, let me tell you something about the caliber of a guy like Saeed. Saeed, again, you got our referees. They get in the ring. Saeed can wrestle. Dude, he broke it out at the first extreme, the uh, the, uh, the X-rated show. What are you talking he was about? A, he was in a tag, wasn't it? No, that wh- what are you who talking was, about? who was that? I don't know who that was, bro. It was a masked guy. I don't give a shit oh, okay. who that was. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I don't give a shit who that was, bro. What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> So anyway, I don't care what Hunter says, man. Kayfabe is not dead. No. So I mean, but look, Saeed, a prime example to tell you how good Saeed is. Saeed calls, I mean, uh, WWE calls main office for Wildcat Sports. We, we're looking for, we're looking for referees. The office is like, I got a guy for you. So Saeed gets called up. He goes to WWE camp, WWE tryout. He was called. They flew him up. They paid for his room. Whole kit and caboodle. Well, he's going in there. He's in there. He's a wrestler. He's a referee. And then he's in there with other wrestlers. The way we're trained at Wildcat Sports, everybody participates. Yeah. So at the camp, you had referees and you had wrestlers. Well, Saeed jumped in there with the wrestlers. Didn't hesitate. Did half of the exercise, majority half of the exercise, majority of the exercises better than the, the guys that were conditioned. Yeah. The guys that looked like a million bucks. He got a guy that's just, he, he'll tell you, it pisses him off. Just a referee. Mm. Saeed's phenomenal. Yeah. Saeed is an amazing referee. Well-deserved to be a Wildcat Sports senior referee. But then on top of that, when WWE's like, we need that guy. You know, and a lot of things, I, I don't know if some people know about Saeed, but Saeed speaks four languages. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Four languages. So it's like, okay, WWE's like, oh, I need somebody bilingual. No problem. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Wildcat Sports, we're, we are, yes, we're a professional wrestling company, but we do more. You know, a lot of us are, have, do movie things. Luke Hawks is a stuntman. Wolverine. Wolverine you know, just yeah. came out. Yeah, he was awesome in that. I mean, and on top of that, I mean, have y'all read Old Man Logan? Oh yeah, you, you know the scene when a guy gets yeah yeah no head. I know yeah it's the it's the poster it's like yeah. iconic sh- it's not even you know because y'all advertised that he was that he was going to be in it but it's like you don't even do that if you look at anything advertised for that movie Luke Hawks is all over yeah. the place and he because only had, that's the shot he only had two scenes but it's it, the scene it's the you know? scene exactly yeah. that's all it takes sometimes and then of course he's got the new Fast and the Furious movie that he's in as well okay you know Hard Body Harper's done stunt work same thing with Socorro just recently there's a movie called Supercon. It's got me, Johnny Flex, Socorro, Hardbody Harper. We're all in it. I didn't. I I did see the uh, the Halloween special that y'all did. The Halloween special was so much fun. <laughs> the Halloween special was great. And yes, Puku Dao was really shoveling pre workout into his face. I'm like, oh my! And then he blew it. And I'm inhaling, and I'm like, what are you doing, you egg roll mother? Dude, it was great. And then yeah. you got Flex and Flex and Stud in the back of the yeah. van. I mean, I look back and these guys are push-ups and sit-ups and I'm like, what the f*** are y'all doing? Like, really? And, I mean, Stud just can't catch a break, bro. He's got bad Halloweens <laughs> all the way around. He's got bad Halloweens. So, thank you, Danny, for being here. We will, I will be at the next show. Alright? What are we putting on God, so, An act of God would keep me away. That's do, you, do your listeners know what you look like? Yeah, they know what I look Do they know about that pretty f***ing epic beard I'm not you shaving my beard. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to This is what we're going to do. You know what? I, w- I will shave my beard if I'm not at the show. That's what I wanted to How about that? You know what? I'm not going to have to shave my beard. So you just put your testicles on the table is what you no. said. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. If I'm not there, I'll shave my beard. And I, I will post pictures of it. You do understand that this is going to happen with or without your consent. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm going to be at the show, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> Shaking hands, on it. Shaking right. hands. Yeah. We have shaking hands. And again, like I told you, and your lovely wife, where is she again? Um, I I have tickets with me. So when I leave here today, I'm gonna take your money. 
<laughs> I'm going to give you tickets, and there's a good chance I'm going to shave your f***ing beard. So, join us next week. We release the podcast every single Friday. Make sure you follow everything for Wildcat Sports. Follow Danny on all the social media pages. I'll have links to everything in the bottom page. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, there'll be links to everything for us in the show notes page on somewhatnerdy.com. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you're listening to. I have that. Sorry, it just popped up. I have that Jim Lee. Uh, Jim Lee X-Men number one. Uh, I got that. That's what I want Jim Lee to sign. Yeah, when I was telling you when we yeah, were talking yeah. earlier, that's exactly what I want to have You have sign. all the cop, uh, all the yes, covers? Yeah, yes, yeah. I have all of them. Um, all of them. So we are Nerds of the Square Circle. We have been your host. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Sam Jericho. The dude with the headband. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>